Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good. Royster59, boom. My pick this week. What do you think about my pick this week? Before I give you my quick summary as to why I did pick this tune this week. I reckon the reason you picked this tune is going to be similar to why I like this tune. I know this beat from back in the day when it was on the, the Craig David Rendezvous remix that's the first place i heard this beat and i absolutely loved that track back in the day more than the original rendezvous and it was all about this beat like this dj premiere just classic premiere i say it every time just bouncing beats and although i didn't listen to a lot of royce back in the day he was on um bad meets evil with eminem and i loved that track back in the day so i know he's got bar so yeah i, I know this track a bit more recently now having listened to it but yeah, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, the, the reason why I picked this track is I want to make this track my track for 2023. We're recording this one day before New Year's Eve. And this track is just, it's just like got this energy about it from the production sense of uh, side of things. It's really light. It's really funky. It's got this kind of hype to it. It's just got this nice, energetic hype to it. and. Royce Five Nine. I think I'll go into it a little bit later on my notes, but he's criminally underrated in my opinion. I think he's criminally underrated. I just love this track, and I just thought it'd be a nice, decent one to end the year with, bro. Nice. Right, who's up first? You're up. I'm the verbal spit Smith Wesson. I unload with six spit. With the quick wit could split a split second. I'm the verbal spit Smith Wesson. I unload with six spit. The quick wit could split a split second. As I said before, bars. I think voice is criminally underrated. Even trying to say these bars slowly while I'm reading them is really difficult to do. Again, many people confuse elements of storytelling to skill when it comes to wordplay. And I just think like this is a track where voice, it almost has a freestyle feel to it. It just got this kind of. He's not, he's not trying to tell a story or trying to push a, a, a message onto his listener. But I think his skill is undeniable. He was Grammy nominated, I think, in 2020 for his album, The Al- Algory, which I'm sure he lost to Nas for. And if you're losing to Nas, I think you got like no complaints on that. But this is how good this guy is. I just, I just think sometimes he's just not mentioned in the same breath as other individuals that I think are in the same class. 
Yeah, 100% agree with that on this track. I felt the same way. It's got a lot of um it's got a lot of that kind of battle rap energy which is a I really like a tune like that. It's not it's not trying to do big narrative, it's not trying to be it's just bars which sometimes you need you just need bars. You're up next. My saliva and spit could split thread into fiber and bits. So trust me, I'm as live as it gets. Everybody claimed that they're best and they had the throne since big is gone. But if you ask me, they're dead wrong. My saliva and spit, the split thread and the fiber and bits. So trust me, I'm as live as it gets. Everybody claimed the best and they had the throne since big is gone. If you ask me, they dead wrong. Snap on the end there. So I had to fact check my timelines. But again, I think, in my opinion, a rapper ahead of his time. And the reason why I say Alan is because when I read splitting thread into fiber and bits, don't you think that has a proper Spider-Man feel to it? You know, it's like spitting thread into fiber. Like it's just got mm. that kind of Spider-Man energy to it. And it, and this song came out in 1999. And the first Spider-Man, the one that had uh, Tobey Maguire in it, came out in 2002. So Royce was Marvel before Marvel was Marvel, in my opinion, yeah? And then just as a side note, shout out to Last Emperor, who I think was definitely Marvel before Marvel was Marvel. But that's another track and another whole story altogether. And then obviously, it's just a nice little reference to Biggie and his track Dead Wrong on the end there. And it's just like, you know, everyone thinks that they, they've taken that, filled that void or that vacuum that Big left when he passed away. But actually, they, they Dead Wrong is me. And I just think like it's it's clever and it's sick and it's just light and it's subtle. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I I snapped that last note because, like you said, Biggie left such a vacuum in New York when he died. Like a, a lot of people tried to either appoint themselves or, or others as his successor. You know, the heir to the throne, the new king of New York. People talked about Nas and Jay Z. You know, I agree with Royce though. Like whoever people say it is they're wrong like you just can't walk in those shoes big was too unique too iconic like for someone to replace him and then there's a lot of talent in new york but it's not about that big is just too much of a legend in his personality and his style to try and compare yourself or to replicate that and like you said he makes this point with this clever reference to the track dead wrong which if people haven't listened to it it's it's one of those tracks that you don't want to play when your parents are around even if you are in your 30s, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's a great track. But um, yeah, back in the day, I had that one on repeat. But uh, like you said, just, just nice reference and nice bars. Absolute facts, bro. Who's next? You're up again. Tough talk turns to can't we all just get along? Tough talk turns to can't we all just get along? I didn't really know about this line, Alan. Like, I'm sure I've heard it scattered around here, there and everywhere, to be honest. But I only just found out today that this line is actually from Rodney King's speech uh, that was on the 1st of May 1992 for the L.A. riots. People, I, um, I just, I just want to say, you know, can we, can we all get along? Can we, can we get along? Um, Where he was a victim of unfair uh, police brutality. But the, the, that, and that, his beating, I think, was the the start-off point for the riots themselves. And then they interviewed him afterwards, and, and his line was just, can't we all just get along? I just think that's a bar. Like, what an incredible line. Like, unbelievable line. Had no idea about it. I heard it, like, loads of times here and there. Just didn't know about it. It's, it's origin. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that either, man. All right, I'm up next. 
You get blazed when the mic's off, shot when it's on. You probably ducked when they laid the gunshot on your song. You get blazed when the mic's off, shot when it's on. You probably ducked when they laid the gunshot in your song. Race does battle bars so well. It's, it's sharp, but it's witty as well. Lots of hip-hop tracks use gunshot samples, and you can really imagine someone just, like, ducking down if they didn't know the producer had thrown some gunshots over the beat. It paints a funny image, and when you're writing, like, battle-style raps, humour, I think, is a really good way to, to get one over on people, and, and that comes across in, in what I've heard of Royce's lines, is he knows how to be funny whilst also throwing out, like, slick lines, which is it's a nice, nice combination. Sick ones, man. Who's next? I'm up next. My gun stutters when it speaks to you, utter shit to repeat to you, enough in the clip to give a speech to you. My gun stutters when it speaks to you, utter shit to repeat to you, enough in the clip to give a speech to you. Just again, it's just like great battle bars. I love the, the use of the actual stutter when he says this line. It always reminds me of the track stutter by, by Joe, which was huge back in the day. And I just like the way he's comparing like his bullets to words, we saw in Shook Ones the use of lyrics as weapons, and here we see weapons as lyrics. And and there's enough in the clip to give a speech to you, just extending that metaphor, maybe alluding to his vocabulary being big, or just the actual clip having lots of bullets. And it's just a great play on the theme, man. It's really good bars. Who's next, bro? You're up. Me and Premier, we kind of the same in ways. We both speak with our hands in dangerous ways. Me and Premier, we kind of the same in ways. We both speak with our hands in dangerous ways. 100% snap. Sometimes the simplest bars are the most fire. I held S for about 10 seconds while typing out the aforementioned word, bars. <laughs> uh, I love the triple entendre here too. The fact that both can speak with their hands in the dangerous way of like fighting for protecting themselves physically. And I'm pretty certain Royce does a bit of boxing. I, I think I've heard him on his podcast with Lupe that he does a bit of boxing and he's quite into it and stuff. But also the fact that Royce speaks with the, his hands when he holds the mic and spits fire bars. And DJ Premier, being one half of the legendary gangster, speaks with his hands by putting his vinyls on decks. It's just like really, really clever and just really, really simple, but just absolutely sick. Yeah, I didn't have a huge amount to say about the bars here, but I just did. I never passed up an opportunity to say what a legend premiere is. Like, I just looking through his catalogue as well as this song, obviously, New York State of Mind, Nazis Like, Mass Appeal with Gangstar, The Evils with Jay Z, Ten Crack Commandments with Biggie, Mathematics with Most Def. There's just so many great beats. And I'm looking at that list and thinking he's probably had more tracks on BRL than any producer. I think we must have about four five different premiere tracks on our catalog by now just legendary producer and, and always got time for his his music facts man and completely unintentional as well it's not like we go see we no. find out after the fact almost isn't it that's it you just hear a great beat and you're like oh nice nice who's this oh, of course it's premiere <laughs> <laughs> fire bro who's next you're up tragic like the havoc of a nuclear bomb boom boom bam God damn, Royce the 5-9. So, remember when I did NAS, sorry, I say I did, when we did NAS, and I told you that his chorus was samples of himself on It Ain't Hard To Tell, 
similar ilk to this a bit as well, right? So Tragic Like the Havoc of a Nuclear Bomb is a sample from Gangstar's cl classic song, You Know My Steez. This song was produced by DJ Premier, the other half of Gangstar, was sampled for another Gangstar song a year later after, after the release of this track. Then the second line, Boom Boom Bam God Damn, was borrowed from an artist by the name The Lady of Rage by a tune called Afro Puffs. And in that song, Snoop Dogg featured on that track. It's actually a, like a really interesting track. I might, I, I need to give it a few more lessons to see whether it's going to come to the pod or not. But I was just like, who the hell's the Lady of Rage? And then it was like, hang on a minute, what's Snoop doing there? I rock rough and stuff with my Afro Puffs. And it was like, it was bars, like, you know, it was a proper, proper gangster track. So I found that quite really interesting. And then the Royster 5-9 that scratched in, uh, this part of the scratch chorus is sampled from Royce's own song, Take His Life, which appears on the same album that Boom is on, Rock City. So that's just sick, isn't it? When I, how many times have I listened to this track and I had it on repeat and knew none of this? But I just think it's wow. That's funny because they're both premiere track so maybe that's just a, a premiere thing is sampling the artist that he's working with maybe maybe uh, honestly it's just too much man nice. who's next you're up again rappers think detroit n-words not as down as them or since that i'm down with slim that i sound like him rappers think detroit niggas not as down as them or since that i'm down with slim that i sound like him the prejudices that exist within prejudice right honestly if we take eminem out of the question completely if Royce came out with this track and his other projects coming from being brought up in Queensbridge, would he be as underrated as, we're under, as we say he's underrated now? I don't think so. And I think we've mentioned it so many times, but it's true, Alan. It's just a fact of life that where you come from seems to always impact how your contributions to anything is perceived. And I found that especially like more so than anything else, like work life, uh, dating life any life you know if I say to someone that I'm from Hounslow it just it, it does put something on it I can see uh, a micro expression change in that person's face I'm proud of it because that's where I'm from there's no point pretending to be anything else than I'm not but it's that thing when I used to say that I used to work in Slough everyone would be like oh okay Slough when I moved to Windsor and I said, oh, I work in Windsor now, it's like, oh, Windsor's really nice. Oh, Windsor's all this and Windsor. It, it's just a fact of life. And I think, I think it's more of a case of you've got to tell yourself, I can't do anything about where I'm from. Acceptance is such a powerful tool because you can still get there as long as you accept the fact that it might just be a little bit longer for you. That's all. Yeah, it's very true. And, and as well as where you're from, it's who you know, isn't it? And it's obviously like, being on tracks with uh, Eminem, people immediately start to compare you, even if you're not similar. Like, I, I don't think they have uh, similar styles in any way. Even when they're on the same track together, they have a distinct style. Um, and, and it's obviously something that he, it, he doesn't want that, that, that comparison made. It's fair enough. But let's be real. Like, M is a, a goat in himself. Would he be... Would he constantly be wanting to rap with Royce if he didn't think Royce was sick and different and something else or something that he didn't respect like do you know what I mean sometimes you yeah. got a question like that what what was really in it for M in this situation other than respect because this guy is fucking sick 
that's yeah, it. That's it. People who who know the art know. You know, it's like we talked about Lupe Fiasco recently did an Instagram story about studying Aesop Rock's writing and his style because he respects it. And like Aesop Rock isn't like a hugely well-known artist, but people who know, know. If you know, you know. That's why it's bars, rhymes in life right here, bro. Uh, who's next? I'm up. I got dirt done in my past. I know your sweat. I got regress older than some of you so-called vets. I got dirt done in my past. I know y'all sweat. I got regrets older than some of you so-called vets. Jeez. Another great battle bar. It's it's kind of a humble brag in like he's referring to his own regrets to show that he has more experience than you. Like I was making mistakes before you were even trying. Uh, I just really like that approach. Again, it has a, a kind of sense of humor to it. And you could tell if there was like a rap battle situation and Royce was dropping lines like this, you, you just know he would win. And I wouldn't be surprised if he came up through that route, it, you know, being from Detroit. Um, it, it comes through in his writing and it's just, yeah, it's great bars, man. Absolute facts, bro. You're up again. N-words say, I found God with the flow. Bring the police to the studio and bring the bomb squad to the show. Ain't a N-word touching minds. When you listen to my shit, you don't chew, you don't breathe, you don't miss a fucking line. Niggas say I found God with the flow. Bring the police to the studio and bring the bomb squad to the show. Ain't a nigga touching minds. When you listen to my shit, you don't chew, you don't breathe, you will miss a fucking line. So, Alan, you know why I highlighted this? Because the emphasis of ain't a n-word touching minds, the way he emphasizes that line, makes you for completely forget about the setup for the double entendre that it's intended to be. So I've listened to this song. I swear to God, I'm sure I've listened to this song about 500 times. Yeah, it's a track for me that just gets me out of my mental, whatever I'm in, be it if I'm really elated or I'm feeling a little bit down, whatever. I put this track on and it just takes me to a completely separate void in place. Right. And the line ain't no one touching minds is that thing like you're not you're not touching my stuff. You can't touch me. I'm untouchable. Right. But if you read Bring the Please to the Studio and bring the bomb to the bomb squad to the show ain't a person touching minds means no normal person would touch a mine a um, you know the the ro- remote minds that you see in golden eye an actual mine mine so no normal person in their right mind would ever put their hands on on a mine hence why you have to go and get the bomb squad because he's untouchable when it comes to bars and then it follows on with the fact again that if you are around an explosive you wouldn't chew you wouldn't breathe. You'd kind of, you, know, you know, when you're around an explosive, they're, oh my God, there's a bomb. You're kind of stunned into staying still. And that's what Royce does to us or anyone who's listening here. You focus and you don't want to miss a line. You don't want to listen to what he's saying in his battle style, freestyle thing. So I was going through it and I was like, oh, wow. Like I just, that just dawned on me now, right? So in a tune where he's not trying to particularly be, you know, narrative focused or full of double entendres, it's just more of a you know almost like a just attractive with a bit of fun around it he's still dropping these sick ones like this is mad to me like that's that's a proper proper clever one of which went completely over my head and as i said this guy just does not get enough respect yeah i i didn't notice that until you said it 10 seconds ago (laughs) as you're reading it it, i was like where's he going with this i was like oh i see it's a mine it's like a landmine it's funny that he says you don't miss a fucking line because I missed that one. <laughs> That's great, it's so, good. It's so, it's good. so good, man. It's incredible. It's incredible. This guy is fire. What a track. And this is my track 
for 2023 i'd love to know what your guys track is for 2023 um whatever it may be we're wishing you uh, a happy and prosperous new year nothing but love to royster five nine nothing but love to all his fans nothing but love to all the brl listeners out there nothing but love to you alan one peace Boys, five, nine.